The underdog is howling. This is Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in week 14, the week before championship week. I mean, we're, we're getting things done earlier for the people, Bear. Uh, you're at home. I'm at home. Just trying to get this done. You're looking at flight. Or you got your flight ready from Minnesota. Looks like uh, the elements might need to be fought for you guys. But uh, first trip to Minnesota, people are fired up. It's awesome. I, I don't. I don't think before the year started. What does the parlay pay of uh, Will College Game Day visit Nebraska, South Dakota State, Ames, and and now Minneapolis? What does what, what that four teamer pay? Because uh, it's awesome getting getting to another new spot. I mean, uh, uh, we, we missed out a couple of weeks ago against Penn State. Obviously, he got a he had a one versus two game that week, and you really couldn't avoid uh, not being at, at, at LSU Alabama. But, um, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. It looks like uh, uh, a lot of white stuff will be blowing around in the air on, uh, on Friday night and throughout the day on Saturday. So all, all I ask of our esteemed director, Rodney, is to make sure we have a nice uh, screen and netting on the uh, the left side of that set that when my uh, my laptop doesn't get fried. <laughs> Only request for the weekend. I was uh, going back and forth with Rodney on Sunday, and he's, I mean, a man of his word, spending the whole holiday week out in Minneapolis, getting that show ready for everybody with game day. Uh, nobody does it like him, so I expect big things. I can't wait to tune in Saturday and see what you guys have. But we got plenty of action before before all of those games on Saturday. So, first off, any reaction to the rankings? Do you, do you want to say it? I think Utah is going to get in if they went out and, and, and Georgia loses to LSU. That's my thought. That is my initial feeling as well. We both look at the numbers. We both look at the power ratings and the computer rankings and, and all of that stuff. And I think we are both in agreement that Alabama would be favored over over Utah on a neutral field and they're going to power rate higher uh, than Utah, I think, even with Mac Jones, the quarterback. But we know committee math in committee logic and how they go about doing things. Uh, Utah and Alabama, assuming Alabama beats beats uh, Auburn this week and, and Utah does win the Pac-12, both will have one ranked win according to co- the committee. Uh, they will have a very similar strength of schedule. They will both have offensive and defensive units ranked in the top 10 uh, efficiency-wise. So I don't think the committee will be able to sit there and say, oh, yeah, Alabama is un- unequivocally better than Utah with, with a lot of the things that they look at. And when they don't have a clear team that is unequivocally better and they have a couple of teams in a cluster, uh, they'll start looking at common opponents and, and, and head-to-heads and, and conference championships. And, and I'm in agreement. I think uh, Utah 12-1 and as a Pac-12 champion would get the nod if uh, that favorite scenario plays out where LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson wind up putting out. Yeah, and uh, I know plenty of people have gone crazy about Ohio State jumping to number one. I it was gonna, on. it was gonna happen anyway. That, that that's my thing. Like if they if, if they win this week in Michigan and win the Big Ten championship, they were gonna move up just because of uh, they are they already power rate higher and, and metrically they they have a, a top two offense and top two defense and, and like a, a number of things were already in their favor. I was a little surprised it happened last night. But uh, it was going to happen if they won the Big Ten anyway. So I, I don't see why people are getting all bent out of shape out of it. So undefeated LSU, undefeated Ohio State. You have Ohio State ahead. Yes. Wow. 
Yes. Okay. I, I think they're a more complete team. I think defensively they're much better. And, and well, the what about is, the wins? What a, about the win? Okay. So, so that, that, that's, that's why I was surprised it took place last night because about Ohio State hadn't built up the number of wins that LSU had just yet. LSU has the Alabama win, the Auburn win, the Florida win. Whereas mm-hmm. all Ohio, all Ohio State has right now, I say all, uh, is the win over Penn State and the win over Wisconsin. I think it, I thought it would have been adding the win over Michigan, adding the win in the Big Ten championship game. I thought that would have been, and and whether we think it's a good win or not, and whether we think Cincinnati's good, if you watch them play the last couple of weeks, I, I, think, I think people have different opinions of them. Uh, that's still a good win in the committee's mind because they're um they're they're a top twenty team according to the committee. So. Uh, I see the evidence, but what what's big about it is that you, I don't think the committee can go back now. I mean, you you put them number one la- uh, yesterday, like they're there. You're you're not going to jump, jump, drop them rather if they beat Michigan and and they beat Wisconsin or Minnesota. So like the, the committee has spoken. Ohio State's going to be number one entering the playoff, and that's huge because now you avoid having to play like the the Clemson and. LSU potential uh, to, to win the title. And I, I think there definitely is going to be a bit of an advantage uh, being number one against number four, whereas two versus three is going to be a, you're, you're going to get stuck playing the defending national champions. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I disagree. I think if LSU wins out, that resume is as good as anything we've ever seen, including their 2011 team. Um, but I, I, I looked at it as they're trying to finagle things for, for the geographical stuff with the final four games where they're starting to position themselves. Obviously, you know, we mentioned last week the idea of LSU and Georgia playing two games in a row. No one wants to see that. And obviously, uh, Andy Staples, I went out with him last night on his podcast on The Athletic, and he talked about how he loves this now because he, he sees Ohio State and Clemson as being the best teams and he didn't yes. want to see that in the semifinal, so they're they're bracing themselves that way. So I I I could see that. I mean, you know, everybody's going to want to read between the you know the lines oh. and all that stuff. So um, start having fun with that. Uh, the, commi- the, but, the conspiracy theories are already out there about they dropped yep. LSU so they can move Alabama to four, and you won't get an Alabama <laughs> LSU. It, it, it's all out there. I mean, people people are going to believe here and then believe what they're going to believe, and that's. And that's fine. Trust me, you're giving the committee way too much credit if you think that's what they're doing. Yeah, I'm I, in agreement. All right. Well, we got plenty of games to get to. People want some picks. We can pick the big games, um, even though they're probably not going to be in the column. But I definitely want to touch on them because there's so much good stuff out there this weekend, including a lot of hate. And that's why I love this weekend. Teams <laughs> hate each other. Fans hate each other. And uh, certain scenarios will make you hate certain things. Uh, we got season win totals all over the place. We got to get to. But Thursday night, I think this is uh, this might be in the column for me. I like Ole Miss on the road oh. here in Starkville. I just I don't, I don't know if it's biased because I just went there for a game, but it just feels like like they have a little more hope, a little more spirit going into this game where Mississippi State just seems to be. Wanting this season to go, you know, be over. We, you know, you've been the first person to touch on Moorhead possibly leaving and, and going to Rutgers, but I just feel like the Ole Miss has a little more life in this, and 
Um, I know the game's on the road and the line is totally flipped, uh, which makes, you know, I, I, I don't know. It, it flips in the favor that I want it now. Ole Miss getting two and a half, I believe it is, or three. So I, with, with Rice Plumley, man, that kid, he's got the goods. Uh, I, I didn't even know he's a, he's a phenomenal baseball player too. He was a Georgia commit. Um, but I like what I've seen from this kid. Like I said, I was there for the LSU game, but I like Ole Miss in the points here in this, in this hate, hated egg bowl. I'm with you. When when I was out in in Vegas on Sunday and they were going through the openers and the the guys at Circuit, like they were in, uh, pretty much in agreement that Ole Miss uh, should be favored, and, and they were kind of looking at me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like I wouldn't want any part of Mississippi State. You, you mm. just look at the, the the direction of their season, and uh, the, the, there hasn't been much fight. Oh, like you said, Ole Miss has been competitive uh, towards the end of the year. They have covered a bunch of games in a row. Uh, with, with Plumley, their offense is is putting up points and yards. And, and it, w- w- what is what about uh, Mississippi State right now? It makes you. I mean, yeah, gee, we're going to rally to be uh, qualify for and be SEC team number nine in a bowl game and go to whatever bowl that might be. I mean, I mean, I, I, I think the Bulldogs have the look of a team that just kind of wants the season over. Um, it, it's been a disappointing year. I think there's a lot going on there with all the suspensions that they had through in the air. And uh, you, you got one team, I think, that's trending up at Ole Miss, one team that's trending down in, in Mississippi State. I, I, I do have Ole Miss in the uh, the column. I totally disagree with the line move. Uh, okay. And, and I was just listening, listening to uh, to Mitch and Pauly before, too, and I think Pauly is Pauly's on board with uh, with Ole Miss, too, completely like not seeing why this – I mean, like, maybe people are still using power ratings that they haven't fully – change throughout the year. They just have a higher opinion in, um, for Mississippi State. And, and, and if they may, maybe they'll wind up being correct, but I've just been watching the teams the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I find it hard to make a case for uh, for Mississippi State on the field. All right, so that'll be Thursday night uh, in Starkville. And then Friday, it is, it's on. And there are – I tweeted out earlier this week that there's two games that I'm really looking forward to because of the hate involved and what's at stake. And in and, and like, it just feels like the bragging rights are way more stronger this year in these two games, uh, starting with Virginia Tech and Virginia, and then Louisville, Kentucky is Saturday. We'll save that right now. But Virginia and Virginia Tech, uh, this, I mean, I'm still not recovered from Virginia breaking my heart last year in this game. Um, <laughs> they have everything they want. This isn't about me. This is about the, the Who's and the Hokies. But, they have everything they want. They're, you know, before the year, everybody, I sort of picked them to win this side and knowing that they were the only team to not win the coastal. I mean, the, the, the side that Clemson's not on. So, <laughs> I mean, if Virginia can't do it here, like I go on with Chris Long every week on his show. He's obviously lost his mind in this rivalry. I think he said since he was in eighth grade, the, the, the who's have won once. <laughs> so it's, it's just not been good for the who's, but like I said, they have everything they want. Virginia Tech, credit to them. Them and Michigan got themselves off the deck earlier in the year after really, really, really bad losses on that, you know, in front of everybody in a big stage. And I think Tech's the only loss since then is that Notre Dame loss. Um, that yeah. a lot of I mean, people they had, that they had, had Notre Dame tickets could have used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and now I'm relying on uh, on Stanford plus sixteen or whatever the heck it is to. Uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're we're going to figure out a nice little money line. Probably put. Maybe just not kill two birds with one stone and and do a little uh, Florida Florida Notre Dame uh, money line parlay and, and and get get back and just assume that both of those teams 
uh, are are going to win and, and and try and negate some of the uh, the loss there. Hey, little tangent, but yeah, sorry, sorry for the tangent, but uh, yeah, credit to no. the Gators though for uh, as I mentioned that like every every game going into the year that you would have thought would have been a, a toss upish type game. Um, the Kentucky game was done over. Kentucky had the game won and they gave it away. Miami had a fourth quarter lead, they missed a short field goal. Florida came down, scored, won the game, held them off. Um, the Auburn game, they won. Uh, the, the South Carolina game was close, a couple of bad calls. South Carolina did, did, didn't get them. Florida pulled away late. Um, in the Missouri game, Missouri season went into shambles. Close game, third quarter, interception wasn't what well, wasn't called. Like every 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 game that you could have made an argument with, like a fifty fifty type game for, for Florida, that maybe they lose one of them and. And, and, and you get what you need. They they wind up winning them all. So uh, so credit to Florida for uh, for another ten win season. Awesome job by by Mullen getting through uh, some quarterback issues there. Yeah. Uh, so back to Virginia, Virginia Tech. Sorry, it's it's fifteen. <laughs> oh, all set. We got a lot. There's a lot on our our minds on our plate. Uh, not only for Thanksgiving morning, but also on the docket. Man, we got season win totals that are. I mean. I, I wanted to pull you at the end of this podcast, but I was thinking the most watched game of this podcast with our listeners is going to be in, in, in ECU this year. So we will touch <laughs> on that, uh, later in this podcast, but it's 15 up and 15 down for, for the Hokies here. Uh, last week was the most Virginia Tech win I have ever seen. Shout out to the steamer, another winner, a roll job. What are they calling it now? Rocket chair games. You just sit back and, yeah, absolutely. and, and just, just let and it go. It. I, um, you know, good for them. They, they, they shut them out and Pitt was not good. They dominated from the start and it was over, uh, early. I just feel like if Virginia plays well, they'll be fine here. Virginia Tech is not good offensively. They've been, they've done a great job of just making the most of the other, their opponents' mistakes here. Um, but Virginia just finds that way to be an absolute roller coaster of a team in almost every game they play. It looks like they have things settled down to start the year with a bunch of wins in a row. Then they have some horrible losses. Um, include, they lost to Miami, right? Miami beat them. Yep. Well, um, no, no, Virginia Tech. No, 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 Virginia Tech. No, Virginia. Virginia. That was that Friday, that weird Friday night game yes. where people were like, why is Miami favorite? Virginia's ranked. Yep. And, it, and I, I kind of gave that like sarcastic laugh and was like, oh, well, we'll see. They're, 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 they're telling you. They're telling you what to do. Go ahead and do it. And but statistically, Virginia controlled the game, and it was just a disgusting, gross game to watch, as most Miami games have been this year. And the, I was like, I think that was probably the 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 best one of the year for Miami. Yeah, we uh, we might we might or might not uh, do a little Miami breakdown later on. Time permitting. <laughs> time permitting. Um, but yeah, I, I I just can't give them out. Like I said, Virginia just absolutely tore my guts out last year. Uh, tech is minus two and a half. This line totally flipped. I was asking Danny Sheridan before last week's games when Tech had Pitt and Virginia had Liberty what he thought the line was being. He said Virginia minus four and a half, and now that's come all the way on the other side with Virginia Tech minus two and a half on the road. So it's a stay away from me, but I would really like to see Virginia win just to overcome all those demons of, of 15 years. Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's a stay away for me too because I, like I said, I think Virginia is the better team, but just with everything that's happened there, I would be a little, a little uneasy about getting involved in that game as well. But I, I do like another game on Friday, 
And uh, okay. I'm gonna I, I'll lay the, the, the 28 with Buffalo uh, against Bowling Green. I mean, I, I can't imagine BG is going to be getting too excited about getting on a, a a plane or a bus or however they're gonna they're gonna get on up to Buffalo. I mean, you take the win the win against Akron away, and the last three games are or losses by 39, 31, and 42. Uh, this is mm. a team that's 2-8 and eight against the number this year, and now you go on the road to play a Buffalo team, which I think has kind of exceeded expectations this year. Uh, the season win total was 7. Uh, it's going to push on 7, um, which which is good for me. That, that, that loss at Kent State was a, a mind-dumbing type loss for Buffalo. But, but, but outside of that, they have been, well, even including that game, they have been, an offensive juggernaut lately. So, I mean, they went to, to BG last year, won by 30. I see uh, very little reason to think that this is not another 30-point type win for Buffalo. Uh, I, I think they, uh, they end the season on a, uh, a high note, 7-5 and five regular season go-to-bowl game with a chance to win eight games. So uh, I'll, I'll lay the, uh, the, the 28 or 20 and a half, whatever, whatever the best ever you can get uh, with, uh, with the Bulls are. Nice. Love it. Absolutely. Let's, let's, let's lay 28 on Friday. Yeah, they, they, get they, this they, weekend they, 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 going, baby. <laughs> it's very unlikely. There are quite a few, uh, big numbers that, that I'm laying this week, but I think that this week, especially, and even last week, you'd find some spots where you can just kind of see like teams. It's like, why, why would they even care about putting in a ton of effort? Uh, in a game like this, and and this feels like one of those games where again, uh, we like we took we hit on Ole Miss and Miss State. One team's trajectory is going one way, and like Buffalo's trajectory is going up. BG is on the on the way down. Like they they won their game. Like what do they got to play for? So I'll I'll, I'll lay a big number there, and I'll lay it on a couple of Miss spots too. I might have Texas Tech on the pad. Uh, I just I mean they've they've got a couple tough losses in a row here, uh, but they're competing. And I know they're not losing to great teams, but they lost to Kansas State last week in a crazy game. They lost to TCU the week before that. Uh, they went to West Virginia and won, which was a surprise to me. They did lose to Kansas, uh, and they have lost to Iowa State. That's their last five. Texas, I just, I mean, my man Tom Herman, if you're going to be headbutting people, we got we got to score more than <laughs> 10 points that? against Bill. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I just feel like, that, you know, that it, it's not what obviously what they thought it would be. And everybody will talk about how maybe, you know, they shouldn't have hired him and all that stuff. So we get to listen to all that fun stuff this offseason. But it just feels like Texas Tech might come in here with a cat. You know, they can't play for a bowl, but this could really hurt, uh, help their season with a win here against, you know, the in-state rival. Um, Wells, I think, has done a good job um, in his first year in Lubbock, which is not a, an easy place. Uh, you know, he had some quarterback um unknown uh there so he, he's 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 right at that ship you know they're averaging 31 a game they're only giving up 28 uh which you know i thought they might be giving more but he's got his handprints on that offense we know how hard it is to play defense in that conference uh but getting 10 points uh in a rivalry game i i, I would lean texas tech there i can see that i mean if you look at texas the last 12 times they've been a favorite in uh, in Big Twelve play, they're three and nine against the number. So uh, laying 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 a big number with a with a team that right now is kind of lost, I think identity wise. Um, I, I would uh, I would agree with you on on, on that side. One other game uh, we we hit on a, a team uh, a little bit ago with Cincinnati. Uh, this feels yeah. like it's light. This feels like it's light and laugh. I, I you got yes. Cincinnati 
who is in the AAC championship game next week. Now, I guess you could argue that if they go to Memphis and win, that means they don't have to deal with Memphis next week and, and, and wind up playing something else, which could uh, be beneficial to them. But what makes you believe with what you've seen from Cincinnati the last couple of weeks when they should have lost to South Florida, they probably well, I shouldn't say should have lost last week, but very easily could have lost last week. They had that weird return of the uh, the, the blocked extra point for two points to to, to, to give them the uh, the final margin. Nearly lost on the road to ECU is a big favorite. Gave up a ton of points. Like if ECU's offense is doing that to them, what's Memphis going to do on, th- th- this weekend? Everything points. I think the handicap, the, the, the quality of the teams, the, the circumstances of the game, everything points. To uh, to Memphis here. I mean, since that since that loss at Temple, um, in what they haven't scored less than forty two in any game, uh, they're much superior offensively. They're much superior on special teams. I I, I love the spot. I love the Memphis team. Uh, and I I think I, I think this is a uh, a rocking chair type win for a team that is playing. One team is playing much much better uh, than the other, and, and I'm not sure if Cincinnati's going to. Uh, be fully invested in this game because I, I think uh, a win next week is all they need to protect you. You get the conference title and most likely would get the uh, the group of five berth if you do win the AAC. So I, I, I can see uh, Bearcats holding a little bit back this week and, uh, and and we'll get round one this week and then round two next week. I'm with you there. I have that game circled also. I was moving down the docket. Um, I see eleven. Who was it? Eleven's what what I see in most places. Yep. Uh, Who was it? Boise. Was that last year? Boise and Fresno. Did they play two weeks in a row? This has happened Uh, before. Yeah, it was very recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Boise and Utah State. Maybe was it Boise Utah State? Or was it Boise and Fresno? Maybe that two years ago. I forget what it was. Um, I'm sure people will be tweeting us as soon as they hear this. Uh, One game I have to mention because it kind of scares me. And there was a little life. I know they've been god-awful. But Missouri, don't go to Fayetteville <laughs> and lose that game. I'm telling that's you right a, that, now. That, that's a firewall offense right there. You, they, they, Barry Oda may uh, as well not get on the plane home. If they lose I could ball. see that. I mean, I watched them. They competed against LSU. Now, I know that's number one LSU, and this is Missouri. But, man, Missouri, don't go to Arkansas and lose that game, or else you will never live that one down. We kid. But Missouri's, you know, you can't go to a ball now. It's been a, a, an incredibly disappointing season for them and, and what I think what their fans and a lot of people nationally might have, might have thought the way the schedule breaks down, all the, who's going to beat them. And it started with that weird loss in opening night, uh, in Laramie where they couldn't stop a basic running play. And it's just kind of gotten worse throughout the year. And you'll want to say you, you can't go to Arkansas and lose, but. Hmm. As Paulie would say, that might be a little pizza money on the money line. I, I'm saying, you know, I'm not saying you can't lose there. I'm saying don't <laughs> lose there. <laughs> Bear, uh, any any reason for the people in the Palouse for hope in the Apple Cup? Yeah, I think there's total hope. Uh, this is a, a, a I mean, I, I think Washington is right there for the, amongst the most disappointing teams in the country. Um, I, I know they've dominated the the, the rivalry lately, but uh, again, I mean, will, will will Chris Peterson's owned the Mike Leach? But again, this could be a will winning the Apple Cup kind of atone for 
the, the season that UW's had favored by a lot of places to, to win the Pac-12 North. And now you're, mm-hmm. you're staring, what, six and five in the face. And I think things haven't worked out like, like they thought. And uh, Wazoo had an incredible comeback win um, last week. And maybe that, that spurs them on and gives them a little bit of confidence to finally end this this recent run of dominance. I, I, I wouldn't – they're, they're not without hope um, this week uh, against UW at all. I like that over. I think this game could be an absolute shootout, and I'm really excited to see. That's going to be a fun game, uh, 4 o'clock Friday, uh, if you got nothing going on or you're home or in, and looking for something. But that will be fun. It's in Seattle, uh, which is great. Um, so that that's always a, gr- a great Pac-12 rivalry game. Uh, anything else Friday before we move to Saturday? Uh, I got I got nothing else on Friday right now. Uh, the, right. Oh, yes, I do have one more on Friday. I take that back. I lied. I, I lied. Don't I like lie Nebraska. on this podcast. No, 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 no. Don't lie and don't be wrong. I like <laughs> Nebraska. You do? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I, I know this is a team that you go back the last 20 times, they've been an underdog. Uh, they've only pulled one upset. But their offense has played well. Uh, the last few games, and I, and I know Iowa's defense is good, but but Iowa's offense is not going to scare anyone. With everything that's gone on this year for Nebraska, the way the season started and the way it looked it was headed towards the, the middle of the year, like the fact that they could win this game, finish 6-6, six and six, get yeah. to a ball game, that's progress. Uh, it's not the progress that a lot of people thought we would see from the Huskers this year, but but they, you can at least have some belief that things are going the right way. We won four. We won four games each of the last two years. Now we won six. We're going to a bowl game. We're young this year. We got most of the. You can sell a lot, and I think that that's what Scott Frost and and, and the staff are going to be able to do. Uh, they're they're getting what five and a half. I think maybe there might be a yeah a six or two, a six or two. Or six out there, so maybe you maybe you wait a little bit, and maybe you do get get a six. But I, I'd be um, I, I I do like Nebraska, and, and I think at the, if they don't win outright, at the very least, it's another close field goalish type game, uh, like the game that Kinnick was last year. Who's whose defense do you think is better, Iowa's or Wisconsin's? Iowa's. Okay. All right. I I mean, because uh, Nebraska kind of lit no, com- up Wisconsin's defense yeah. a couple weeks ago. They ran for. Uh, Martinez and, and Mills ran for over 230, I think. I was going to say, offense. I think they, they had think over they had 500 like, yards of offense. I was going to say 500 yards. Yeah. No, I, that, that one's sort of, to me, and I, I get, I, I agree with all you're saying with Frost and getting to a bowl game. To me, beating Iowa is bigger than all of that. You know, get off this schneid against them. You know, really have a chance uh, in the offseason to to know you beat them going, you know, with a whole year of that. I think that's huge. So uh, I, I, that's a great that, – that's the other game I can't wait to watch after uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech. That's at 2.30 Eastern, Iowa at North, uh, Nebraska. So, yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun. Um, Lincoln obviously will be ready to go for that one. Saturday. Uh, let's. I'm just going to start early in the day. Uh, you guys obviously are going to be in Minneapolis, which is going to be awesome. Uh, but plenty of eyes will be in Ann Arbor. Um, your thoughts? You know, seeing seeing Columbus the way it was before he had to leave town to go to Tempe last week. Uh, I, I was worried. That the more the week went on last week, we talk on Wednesdays. By Friday, I was I was in on Penn State plus the points mm-hmm. because. Yep. 
it just it can't be this easy, man. Like it, it can't. And then like I heard somebody talking about Fields only threw fifty eight passes going into that game in the second half, and I, I just you know, and I get it. The, the mistakes were self inflicted. No, I got no problems with that. That happens, and they and they responded. But man, that stadium got quiet, and I haven't heard that in a long time in Columbus. And Buckner, I know you're listening. And I know you were scared too, so uh, you can offer your thoughts when you, when we when we ask. We're asking. Yeah, come on. I can barely talk. All right. See why? Sick. You, you're, you're scared. scared. I know, you're scared. I, I, I couldn't even yell last week. I I yelled once, and that was it. I I couldn't. All right. Well, you, well, I appreciate you playing hurt this week. Are you more nervous this week than you were last year at this time? Oh, more nervous now. Okay. All right. You get because you have more at stake. All right. It's that, yeah. It's real. It's real. I love it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. You know what? Um, it's it's great for it's awesome. An Ohio, it's great for an Ohio State fan. I, I say this being completely couldn't care less who wins. I. For uh, the way they have absolutely run this rivalry, fourteen of the last fifteen, mm-hmm. and, and like for him to be scared, and for an Ohio State fan to be to just, it, it's been like a foregone conclusion that they're going to beat Michigan, however many years, and like like he he feels it, like he, yep. he sees the writing on the wall. So you know what? That's good. That's what this week yeah. is about. And, and I was almost more. You hit on the stadium being quiet. Like, like I was in a sense. More impressed with Ohio State last week uh, than I had been throughout the year. We knew they could blow people out, annihilate people, but they got punched back in the face for the first time all year last week, and things weren't going well. And and after that other turnover, the the, the second fumble, they held Penn State to a field goal after Levis came to the game and gave them a spark. And I don't know. We'll talk about that later. But like, and they got held them to a field goal. Got the big play by Olive, 28, and he scored. Like, it, it was impressive for them to show, you know what, we, we're not just a front-running type team who's going to blow people out. We, we, ha- we have a little a, a little heart, a little gust, a little fight, a little want, as Les Miles would say. So I, I, I think a lot of people may, may, may be disappointed Ohio State uh, didn't cover that big number against uh, Penn State. But just from a football standpoint, I, I almost wondered, too, if Ryan Day and some of the people on that staff might be uh, – privately uh, like you know okay you know what we we know we can win a game like that because look in, in in the playoffs if they're facing clemson or lsu or alabama or georgia or whomever utah whatever like it, it's not going to be as easy as it's been all year long and, I, and it, it was interesting though was when i when i was out out there on on sunday like i thought this number was going to open like 10 or 10 and a half. I didn't think it was going to open under 10. Uh, I almost wonder if there if there's going to be a little bit of a uh, a discounted price on Ohio State. Like like is the, is the, is their performance last week really worth like four and a half, five points difference from what that look headline was at 13 and a half or so? The combination of how they they looked last week and then what Michigan's done the last couple of weeks is is it worth that much? We'll see. Yeah, it's 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 the it's the uh, old NFL adage. Don't remember what you saw last week, and it's 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 full throttle right here. Um, I still think Ohio State's uh, better at every single position on the field. Obviously, Michigan has the added incentive of a rivalry game, and you can never account for that stuff. The problem is they haven't played well in this spot in these previous years. And that's the first thing. And Ohio State has had a lot to do with that. 
but it feels like last year to me, whereas the week goes on, more people are talking this Michigan thing up, and I just don't see it. I think Ohio State is too well-rounded. You talked about that, how they responded with adversity last week. So I'm not. it's not a play for me, but in my office pools, I'm probably going to lay the points here with Ohio State. I don't, I don't like it at all. I just feel like there's that more, um, you know, breakout power. And now the other thing is, is fields that that ankle and the, and obviously people were talking about the hand and they were pointing out the broadcast, but that ankle did not look good at the end of that game. So if he's not a hundred percent, and that's why what scared me at the beginning of the year, why I stayed off of all Ohio State futures, is because they have nothing behind him at that position, and he's as valuable and he's he's proven it. His good is pretty darn good this year. So I, I don't like the game at all, but I would still probably give the points here with Ohio State, knowing that their ceiling is way higher than Michigan's. Yeah, I, I think my, my feeling on attacking that game is uh, the, the, the same as yours. I, I think there are people that that really like Michigan in, in, in yeah. this game, but, but you're definitely not getting uh, the, the, the number that, that I thought you'd be getting. Correct. All right, another one at noon is Louisville and Kentucky. I can't wait. For this, do you think Herbie knows that he needs a Kentucky win for his preseason season win total uh, pick of the year? No, but I will remind him. <laughs> I, I, He'll I will love that. Him. That'd be good to bring up on the show. Uh, they, knowing that, God, wouldn't we do that in July or August? Yeah, yeah. Right? That was his it, number it, one. It, it, it comes down to the last say, game. I think it was either late July or early August, and, and BBC under six and a half came through, which is good. So, so, we, so we got that one in the bank. Which yeah. uh, which I'm happy because that was a a, a very high profile sports center audience. So yes. um, I'm, I'm glad the I'm glad the, uh, the 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 large audience could uh could catch that ticket. But I'll have to remind him about that because I, I think he's like I don't want to say he's all in on Louisville, but like because Mark Stoops is a friend. Yeah. But uh, I, I think he's probably on Louisville's side here. So I'm gonna have to remind him that uh, he would have let the sports center uh, nation down back in July and August when he picked the Kentucky <laughs> win total. I absolutely love this game. I saw our guy Matt Lindeman at Circuit. Uh, he's a big, uh, big Blue Nation guy, <laughs> talking junk to the Louisville people, asking if they could keep it within seven scores this year. Uh, but it's got everything. Lynn Bowden is is the receiver playing quarterback, refuses to take his helmet off during interviews on the field, and refuses to say the words Louisville, um, or I should say the word Louisville, and Louisville. He, yeah. And he has, uh, I mean, I just, I, I love it because Louisville has a, has a chance here. Kentucky needs it. I think if, if they win this game, you could put this coaching job by Stoops up with what he did last year. They don't have a quarterback. They have a wide receiver playing quarterback. <laughs> they, everyone knows they're going to run the ball. They run the ball for like 350 a game. It's awesome to watch. And Louisville will be keyed in it as, as, as anybody, uh, knowing how good Satterfield has been. So I can't. I, I don't know if I could pick this game. I was leaning about taking the points, but I just don't. I just want to sit back and watch this one because both these teams are going to be playing their asses off. Right, exactly. I like both teams, and yeah, the one thing I just love is it. It just goes to show how important a head coach is. I mean, it was yep. a total quit last year under Bobby Petrino. The team was completely lost. You, you, you bring in Scott Satterfield and just the enti- the energy, just everything about the place, positivity, building team. It, 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 he built these kids back up, and, and now uh, 
and now you're going to a bowl game. You're probably going to want to finish what second in the uh, second in the Clemson division. Right. We still got to get to obviously ECU and the Iron Bowl and all those other big games on Saturday, plus all those season win total games that are really important to this podcast and the listeners. But first, a word from DraftKings. Bear, let me ask you: Is there anything better than watching football? Of course, uh, there is. No, no, really, there is. <laughs> yeah, okay. watching football with DraftKings lineup on the line, especially well, that, yes, this week. I agree. That is better. All right. Yes. Well, watching it with so a little extra incentive, absolutely better. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football, is giving users a free shot at over one hundred thousand dollars in prizes when you sign up with my code Steve. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, throw, and catch mean more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Just draft your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up with the competition. This week, I want Ian Book, and I want everybody on that Notre Dame offense. I will take as many people as possible. Stanford's uh, secondary is decimated. You saw that in the loss to Washington State. You saw that in the loss to the Dirty Golden Bears. Give me Ian Book and give me all those receivers. Notre Dame's going to roll on Saturday. Yeah, so nothing I, I, adds to – what's that? I was going to say, I, I might add maybe a little Penn State defense in there because I don't, I don't think the uh, – you're going offense, I'm going defense. I don't think the State University of New Jersey is going to muster much of a fight against uh, Penn State and, uh, and Happy Valley on Saturday after. I, I could see this being like a 49 nothing, couple of non-offensive scores. They might want to throw that – take a look at that Penn State defense this week too. I love it. And nothing adds to the sweat of watching a game quite like having a completely free shot at over $100,000 in prizes. Download the DraftKings app now. New users, enter the code STEVE, S-T-E-V-E, at sign up to get a completely free shot at over $100,000. It's $100,000 in prizes. Again, that's code STEVE to get a totally free shot at $100,000 in prizes. Did I say it's $100,000 in prizes? Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right. ECU. What do we do? Uh, I, I, I was not expecting getting five and a half at home this week uh, in, in this game. Like I mean, what 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 are we looking at as a uh, money line here? Like, uh, like, what is that like minus two, two eighty somewhere around there? It's a big because at this point, I wonder if it's just minus two twenty. Two twenty. See, that's not that's not too bad. I mean, the the, the problem. I mean, you're you're basically. Mm, See, I think ECU uh, can win. I think ECU can win. That's the thing. I might, I might, I might just take my medicine on this one uh, with, with ECU because I do think they can win the game, uh, and it, it's, it's gonna, it'll, it'll cost you. It'll cost you totally, like to, to get off it, like to with, with what we lay in there, what we have at risk. So I might, I might just let this one go. Um, your thoughts? Very simple. Hear me out right now. We've seen the movie Hoosiers. We've seen when Norman Dale went with his team with four guys on the floor. And what did he tell the referee? My My team team is on the the floor. And Saturday, my team is on the field at ECU. I am not letting go. 
how could we go this long? It's like cheating on your girlfriend or your wife, it feels like. We've fought with this whole season. We've rode with the pirates. We can't get off this train. We're right there. We're right there. And how much better would it be if they won this final game as an underdog? So no way am I throwing in my chips on this win total of the Pirates. Um, I know it wasn't pretty last week and at the rent. And I, there's been plenty of opportunities where they could have pulled off the biggest mm-hmm. upsets in the league of, uh, of the season. So my team is on the field and I'm not laying off it. I might even take ECU on the money line and double up. Double so, up. Yeah, you're not getting me off this win total. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, hey, that's the thing. Like, we knew going into the year that we were probably going to be in a spot where we were assuming that they were going to beat UConn and Tulsa. So you know what? You've coached me up here. I'm fully confident that ECU is going to win this week, and we're and we're and we're going to either push it on five or those who laid the uh, went over four and a half are going to get the win. All yeah. in for ECU this week. Yeah, and I I went back in my account uh, bear earlier this year. I laid 175 with the total at four. So we can oh, hit so you're this good. Up. We got to push here, but you're not losing. Yeah, but I mean, I feel for the people that got four and a half because you know what happens is we do that podcast, and no offense, but every number goes in the way whatever we say. And I feel bad for all our listeners, so they really need this one. Uh, I'm going to root them home, and I I just I I, I, you can't give it up. We spent all this time, uh, you know, investing and fouling every week, and, and and knowing how close they were. So let's go, Pirates! No quarter. And, 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 and let's get it done. Now, what would you do? Speaking of another win total, okay. that's in doubt this week. That it, it is a best case scenario with a push. The team that happened to win at Stanford Stadium last week, getting oh, two and wow. a half against UCLA. Cal's at uh, six. They're six and five right now. Uh, how do we feel about them going to the Rose Bowl and, and, and beating, uh, Mr. Kelly and the Bruins? I don't know. That could have been a really good party the last week after I haven't won that game in 10 years. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. UCLA has got that offense going. It's going to be a hell of a lot better than Stanford's offense. I'll tell you that. But same scenario. It's a winnable game, both sides. You're, you've made it all here. It's one game. And I, I stay, tr- I, I, I always stay true with yourself. I know we're in a world of hedging now and all this stuff and, and people want to do that. But I just I can't I can't do it. Um, I, I would I would stick with, with the side you have. That's that, that's how I am leaning right now as well. Because I, okay. I do think you, I do think Uslia's offense will 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 play better, and, and I'm not in fear of that Cal offense at all. Even with with Garbers, that was a whole lot of prevent last week that I think allowed that that final touchdown drive to happen. So. Uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna ride with the Bruins as well and, and take my chances there as well. I just if I push I push if I lose I lose, but um, I it's, it's one of those bets that I will just I would make it again a hundred out of a hundred times before the year, uh, knowing what I thought I knew before the year started. All right, and then a couple other uh, scenarios. If you got Arizona State over, you got to be feeling good going into the Territorial Cup against uh, U of A, and then UAB. This has felt like it's been a week to week for you. <sighs> Thoughts? Uh, I'm still mad at Louisiana Tech because if they have, if they don't have the suspensions, they win that game. And that was like the one game, the Tennessee game. Yes, I was banking on that, but I'm like, okay, they're not going to beat Louisiana Tech. And all the suspensions cost them the game. And and this is a weird number too, like 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 North Texas. But this one, I might 
do something with because I, I I paid a lot of juice to go under eight and a half on this one. So uh, it's basically a toss up game. So so it's not going to really cost me any juice to to get UAB on the money line here. Maybe they'll close as a slight favorite, and I'm like, you'll you'll be laying a little bit more. But this one this one I am going to do something with. I I am going to play UAB on the money line for um for 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 a good bit for maybe half of this just to if i win if i win my if they lose and i win that's fine or if uab wins and it takes some of the uh the sting off but but th- but this one just because of how heavy the juice was at eight and a half i am going to uh to, to play uab on the money line for probably half of what i uh i normally would all right and I'm trying to think. There's another one. There's another scenario out there that I need. Well, uh, uh, Tennessee uh, with with by beating Vandy goes it goes over. Uh, Virginia Tech um, goes over with the win, pushes with the loss. Uh, Florida State's number was seven, so they're, they're a huge underdog at Florida. Um, Colorado State's at four; they're a big underdog uh, against Boise, and they're sitting on four right now. Uh, UCF has to win uh, to get to nine. They play South Florida, so that looks like they'll push on nine. So th- th- those were the ones that I had uh, oh. had written down here. I, uh, I don't know if I'm missing anything else. I know what I have. I have Oklahoma under ten and a half. Yeah, that, think that's about my tough, last man. month watching them. Oh, that's Ooh. tough. Last three weeks, we could have lost all three of them. Oh, that's been that's been a brutal. I've had to stop watching those games because I was like, hey, you know what's going to happen? They're going to pull this out, and they have done yeah. it every single week. Um, yeah. So, uh, and I also have under Boise ten and a half. I don't think that's going to get there. You mentioned Colorado State, so those are a couple more losers from the beginning of the year. Uh, but we're looking for some more winners. What do you? Maybe not a pick, but what do you got in the Iron Bowl? It doesn't it feel like Auburn's the right side. I mean, it, you, you go back the last seven times that under Saban that they've been favored by less than a touchdown. Uh, they're one and six against the number. Lost four of those seven games outright, including the last time they went to Jordan Hare, and then a couple of weeks back against LSU. Uh, I, 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 I don't obviously Alabama's not going to be as good uh, with Mac Jones as they were with Tua, but defensively, I think Auburn is going to do a really good job. I don't know how many points uh, Auburn will be able to score. But, but but I I don't think this is a game where like where Alabama gets to thirty. I, I, I think under is probably the right the right way to look here. Uh, and if I did have to play the game, I would probably take the points with Auburn. And I might wait a few more days, maybe wait till till Saturday, because I do think there's going to be a little bit of a a public perception that Alabama needs style points, and I, and I hate that phrase. But Alabama is going to have to blow out Auburn and make it last impression for the committee to try and get in at four. And I think you're going to see this number rise to from four to maybe four and a half or five or so. And uh, you might be able to get Auburn at a little bit of a better number. So um, if I had to play the game, I, I would play Auburn. Uh, I like the under a little bit more. Your thoughts? I like the under. Um, I am fascinated in what Steele is going to do as a defense coordinator against Jones. And as much as I am fascinated with that, I can't wait to see what Nick lets Sark do on the offensive side because Alabama has to get the ball to those receivers in order to win this game. They are not going to line up and run the ball down Auburn's throat. It's not going to happen. So I just can't wait to see that matchup. And it just feels like on the other side, Alabama, I know this is not the defense we're accustomed to, but they have enough in knowing 
what that Auburn offense has done and will do. They are limited also. And, you know, I saw Herbie say it last night. Who would have thought that Bo Nix would have come into this game as the Wiley veteran QB? <laughs> but even that, I still feel like Saban could do some things defensively to slow down and, and keep that Auburn offense in check. So I expect an old school, tightly played Iron Bowl here. So I do like the under. I think 24 points, you know, wins this game. Um, therefore, Obviously, I like the under, so I can't wait to see it. Uh, just the idea. I, I, I mean, going back to just an old school thought of, of of thinking about defense, I would think that Auburn, because they're so good in tackling in space and they do have talent on the back end, that they would play up on those Bama receivers and make Jones beat them with his arm, as opposed to playing a lot of zone where those receivers could just run the open areas and the throws are easier. I want to put the pressure on the quarterback knowing that he's played against maybe the two defenses possible, the, the two worst defenses possibly on their schedule in Western Carolina and Arkansas. So that's what, that's, that's what I'm looking at when I look at this game. I can't wait for it. Obviously the emotion will be awesome. I'm pumped. It's in Jordan hair. I love that stadium. So I, I that, that's three thirty Saturday, baby. That, let's go, let's go with that game. <laughs> kick, yeah, that, yeah, but, kick that one off. I'm, 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 I might have that one on in the monitor right out of the corner of my eyes while uh, while I'm in the uh, the production truck during the Wisconsin Minnesota game. All right, let's get to that game. Put your Doppler hat on. What do you got for me on updated weather? Oh, doesn't the way? It's funny. I have a uh, literally literally while we're we're taping this. Uh, I had a. Uh, a friend of mine just to send me a text and, and, on a, and the text just says there is no way Wisconsin should be favored on Saturday. Mm. And that's a Wisconsin person. Wow. And they usually have a pretty good feel on, on, on their, on their team. So I, I'm just, I'll just throw that out there. But the one thing I replied was it, it does seem, I think that Wisconsin might be better suited to handle a really snowy, sleety, rainy type situation. I mean, I, I, I get Wisconsin. It, I mean, Minnesota does have the big offensive line and, yep. and, and the backs, but I do think that Wisconsin, uh, that Minnesota rather needs to be able to throw the ball to be able to complement their running game. Whereas if Wisconsin throws the ball 11 times, that's fine. They're used to that. They 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 can, they can win that way, so yeah. that, I I think bad weather, really bad weather, does hurt Minnesota. Uh, the, as I said the fan in me wants to see Minnesota win. I, I'm just going to get that out there right now. I think it's a great story. Uh, if if this team um, can can win, win this game, get to the Big Ten championship, at worst be playing for the Rose Bowl, <laughs> that that's an unbelievable story. Um, I think this number didn't this number open up at like three and a half or four and it's come down a little bit. Yeah, uh, uh, just because of the unknown with the weather, uh, I, it, it's a stay away for me. But the 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 the, story, the fan, the fan, and someone who roots for stories and great and great stories uh, and things like that. I'm hoping Minnesota wins, but um, I, I'm probably going to uh, be on the sidelines in this one again, unless we get there on on Friday or Saturday and the weather's not as bad. Maybe. Uh, Maybe I'll put my money where my heart is. We'll see. I agree with that said person. I don't think Wisconsin should be favored. We talked about Nebraska earlier in in the show about, you know, going up against that Wisconsin defense, which started out the year great. 
and, you know, pounced on an opportunity when Michigan had things in flux offensively where they dominated that game defensively. I just, I still don't think this Minnesota offense gets credit for how good they are. They could throw the ball. They could run the ball. The quarterback's accurate and they're very versatile. And I love, and I know he's not going to take credit for play calling, but I love every, every week how Fleck attacks these defenses. I think he's that good. Uh, you could say what you want about all the stuff he does. Um, but he is, it's when they, when that game kicks off, I'm as confident in that guy as an offensive mindset as, as anybody there is, especially in that conference. So I'm, I, I would lean Minnesota there. I'm not sure if it's an official pick, but if I'm picking the game and I need to pick a game, that's the side I would take. And then in a big time steamer condo pick, if you can bet your condo on. That's what I like to hear. Steamer on Turkey Week? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Perfect. Red hot? Red hot steamer. It's in Barry. You were on the text, I believe, correct? Yeah, I was. Wow, I got to pull up this spread. It is a rivalry game. Primetime, 7.30 Eastern, SEC Network. The steamer is the Seminoles plus Can you imagine and a half. that? Not only a dog, but a this, big dog. The steamer. The head dog going with a big dog. Holy moly, it's in. The steamer, is that, is, 17 is that, and a half. I love it. Is that the, the head dog maybe letting a little bit of the uh, – Feeling like he's on, on the sideline again, coaching the cocktail party, a little little, little angst against the a little angst against the Gator. Yeah, he might he like these rivalry games. He knows them. He'll take all them points. I will Good say for this. Him. I will say this though. Okay. Uh, I think Florida State has played pretty well since making the the change at, at, at the coaching position, and I, I'm not going to go into too many details, but I, I heard some some stories that there were a lot of people that were very happy to see that that move was made and their improved play is a direct result of uh, a new era at the head coach. So we'll, uh, we'll see if that continues. I mean, I, I think uh, we, we've seen what, what Aldo Higgins has done the last couple of weeks going to BC and winning and they, they played pretty well. So you, know, you don't want to kick a guy while, when, out the door when he's down, but, 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 uh, but I have heard from, uh, from a couple people down there that, uh, things were not well, and uh, the, the change was needed. And you, I think you've seen the results on the field the last couple of weeks. If he wins this game, you got to give him the job. He has to. Yeah. Well, well, was it was that Staples who was writing about that? Like you could do a whole yeah. lot worse, and kind of, and and he and he's not wrong. Like, no. like you're you're in a situation where you're you're strapped for cash, and and if a guy, I mean. Look, everyone just wants to point to, oh, Larry Coker it went downhill, or Carl Torbish didn't didn't work out. But there are situations where it did work, and uh, it's certainly not the worst short term option at the very least. If if you're in a position where you you don't have the money to, and you're not going to be able to get uh, your your number one candidate. So by by the way, quick little thing, I was reading yesterday. I think that there, it, it appears maybe. Uh, USC might be keeping Clay Helton, and you know what? If that's the case, good. He did a hell of a job this year. And uh, like I said, last year I was kind of like, hey, you know what? Maybe you do need to make that move. Reinvented his staff, 
Slovis comes in, had an unbelievable year, dealt with a ton of injuries, eight and four with what close loss to, to Notre Dame, uh, the overtime loss at BYU, a uh, couple red zone turnovers, lost at Washington, got blown out by Oregon Fire, but, but, but you know what? Every time that team could have quit this year, they didn't. So if Clay Halton stays at SC, I, I'm very happy for him. I've said it every year. He's been the head coach there. You're never going to hear a bad word about from me about Clay Helton. I think of the world of a guy, the circumstances he stepped into multiple times for your university, and now you're getting results like that with what they they had to deal with injury wise. All the all the power to him, man. I, I love what he's done, and if that's I God, I hope that's the case for him. Uh, he's a great, great dude, and he's a darn good football coach. Say what you want. Um, I have two picks uh, that are absolutely chalky and as <laughs> chalk as gross as you could possibly give out. But I don't care because I believe it's more about the other sides and these two teams just giving up on the season. I'm going to lay the 40 with Penn State. As am I. Absolutely. We're on board here. My man, Mr. Franklin, is not going to be happy uh, after that loss. And you know what else I think he's going to really tick him off? Is that there's all those other games going on in primetime and the better channels than he is. So he's going to, he's on the Big Ten, the old BTN. He's going to want to get that score way up there. So we have to do live updates in your game to show that Penn State is rolling. And shout out <laughs> Will Levis from a local kid, Connecticut kid here from Middletown, went to Xavier. Awesome story. Thought the world of the kid as a player in high school, and uh, I hopefully he gets his shot. I read um, Clifford is still uh, not uh, his status is not known yet, but Levis was awesome going into that How situation. How do you not play? How do you not play Levis this week? I mean, I it was so clear that their offense had an entirely different dimension with Levis at quarterback uh, than Clifford. Like I, I. I, again, I, I'm not, I don't see, the, the, see them in practice every day. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, but from what I saw on the field against either the, the, the best or the one of the top three defenses in the in the country last year, he looked pretty damn good. And, and, I, and I can't see this, what, Rutgers has been shut out, what, four times in the Big Ten play this year? Mm-hmm. I think there's a really good chance that, uh, that this is number five. This has like 42 nothing, 49 nothing kind of written all over it, I think. Yeah, I, I, if he gets a chance for a 50-burger, you know he's going for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my other one that I think they've, they've kicked the can, you saw last week, and that's one of the reasons I gave out Nebraska. I've waited two months for that Maryland three-and-a-half to – over three-and-a-half to come in, and it's not going to get there. Uh, Sparty got to play Rutgers last week, get the engine going again. I'll take uh, go green, go white against the Terps, uh, laying 22. Uh, just because there's just not good things uh, I see in that Maryland team when they take the field on these past few Saturdays. I'm, I'm going to swallow another big number here in, in late 21 with Tennessee uh, against Vandy. I mean, uh, Tennessee, we, we talked about Virginia Tech earlier, turning near year around. Uh, the Vols have done the same. And they're they're going to end up end up the regular season what a, a, a five game winning streak and potentially seven straight covers as well if they can do cover the big number. Um, after losing to Vandy each of the last three years by double digits, uh, it, this has the feel of like one of those like the Bills come due type of games. Um, the Vols are playing their best ball of the year. Uh, outside of that upset of Missouri and, and beating an FCS opponent, 
You're, you're looking at Vandy, who's lost, what, eight games by at least 17, six by at least 24. If, if they were going to show, I think that game against Kentucky a couple weeks back would um would would have been an indicator. Uh, I, I think this is a team that's that's kind of done. There, they're they're ready for the season to end. So, uh, I, I know Tennessee hasn't won it won an SEC game by this by this many points since 2016, but they're playing really good ball right now. And I, I'll lay the big number with the balls. Absolutely love what I've seen uh, from them. That another team got themselves up off the deck after some brutal brutal losses to start the year. I love seeing that stuff. Uh, you ready for the Big Mike Happy Recap? I got one more. Oh, I'm I'm emptying the I'm, I'm emptying the, the 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 barrel here on uh, on on rivalry weekend here. Okay. Another game where I we we talked about the Egg Bowl earlier. How Ole Miss opened up favorite, and that yes. Mississippi State's favorite. Another game that I agree with, with, with what those guys did at the opener, and now it's went the, the other way. Like they opened Fresno, uh, they opened San Jose State favorite against Fresno State, and now Fresno State's two and a half. I think I've seen threes out there as well. I don't get it. This is not the Fresno State team of the last couple of years that that won the Mountain West and, and pulled those big upsets and uh, was playing great defense and had a great running in. This is not that team. Uh, lost as a double-digit favorite on their home field to Nevada. They're not going to a bowl game. Um, San Jose State's not going to a bowl game either, but 5-7 and seven would feel like massive improvement and would feel like a, like a great season. This is a team that lost a couple of close games to Boise and Hawaii, the teams that are playing for the Mountain West Conference title. They were 1-11 last year, 2-11 in 2017. Uh, they're the only Mountain West team that really has slowed down uh, Josh Love in this offense this year has been San Diego State. Uh, Love had threw four picks last week in that upset loss to uh, UNLV, which is probably going to be the game that keeps them from going to a bowl game. But here, back at home, getting three, I love the spot for San Jose State. Uh, I love what Brennan's doing there. Like this, this is a game where I think you can point to. I'm never a fan of like the the whole bowl momentum type deal, but but again, yep. for a team that's won three games the last two years combined, they can win five and put that up on their goals board next year. That's a huge deal. So I'm going to take I'm going to take San Jose State plus the points and play up uh, just play the Spartans on the money line as well. Love it. Uh, a couple other lines that don't make sense to me uh, that I might be on the side. I might take Navy. I mean, the last time we saw Houston against Army was that bowl game. I don't think they want to line up again against that option. <laughs> I still I don't understand why North Carolina is giving so little points. NC State's packed it in. Uh, I know the numbers are not good, and I can't do it because I, already, I mentioned I have the Oklahoma ticket. But the success rate of Oklahoma State against Oklahoma has not been good. Uh, no. but man, that's a lot of points at home. And I know you want to lay, you wanna lay double digits. You want to no. lay, lay, lay double digits. You know, it's one, what, three games by, by four points or less, two of them at home against unranked teams the last three weeks. You think I they're going to, you're, you're confident they're going to slow down Chuba Hubbard? I'm not. I no, stay away from me. Yeah. And I, I, I think BYU should be given more. I like them against San Diego State coming back from the island. Uh, BYU scored a bunch of points the last five games. And I think the offense is as good as it's been under uh, Sataki there. I just think they're, they're, I just think they're a class above San Diego State as a football team. Um, I could be totally wrong on that and given three on the road, but I like BYU in that circumstance. But the big Mike happy recap. I'm going to go Ole Miss plus the points, Memphis minus the points, Michigan State minus the points, Penn State minus the points. You, sir. We, we, we have some crossover there. Um, I'm going Buffalo minus the points against Bowling Green. 
Ole Miss plus the points against uh, Mississippi State. Uh, Nebraska plus the points against Iowa. Uh, Tennessee laying the big number against Vandy. Bolt Penn State laying the big number against Rutgers. Memphis laying the number uh, double digits against Cincy. And uh, San, uh, San Jose State plus the points against Fresno. All righty. Any uh, last words for the people in Minneapolis? No, yeah, get get ready to have a a, a great historic weekend. Let, let, let the let, don't let the weather keep you inside. I'm sure it's not. Uh, looking forward to knocking another uh, first time side off the list and being a part of a uh, a pretty big uh, rivalry game. And hopefully, uh, it'll be um, a, a great day for uh, for for Minnesota football. Love it. Absolutely love it. I can't wait to see that atmosphere. Uh, it's the Best two weeks of the season, and, and we're here, and I can't wait to dive in. Um, any questions, always feel free to hit us up on Twitter, obviously. Uh, Bears got the Instagram going on Saturday mornings, getting the Yeah, I need, I, need to, I need to do a better job of keeping the Instagram post fresh. I still always forget to, like, make it a regular part of my – I go into, you like, are, social bro, media. You are a segment producer on the biggest show of Saturday, so <laughs> sorry if people don't get the Instagram posts, all right? No, but, but I, I think I, you're I, killing, I need, I need bro. To, you, 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 kill, you kill it on there. Um, all right, we will be back in studio Wednesday, obviously next Wednesday. Please, everybody, I can't be more thankful for all the stuff that you guys provide and insight and, and letting us know that you're listening and downloading. Uh, tell your friends, uh, you know, what is it, Bucknut? Rate, listen, download. Subscribe, rate, and review. Sub- <laughs> listen to him. No, I was going to say that. that he's that, got that, that. Ohio State on with no voice. <laughs> I was going to say, he's got, he's got 72 hours of misery coming <laughs> Uh You heard what he said. Hopefully, he'll boost the levels up. Um, but that'll do it for us. Um, again, Bear, travel safe. I couldn't be more excited for you going out to a place that you guys haven't been. Yeah, um, we're looking forward to it. And just to echo what you were saying before, too. Just, again, thanks for every, thanks to everybody for, uh, for, for, for listening and the interaction and, and reading the column each week. And, and, uh, we, we definitely appreciate all the, uh, uh, the social media friends and the people that we meet out in the field every week when we're out of the game or just doing something. So, uh, it, it does mean a lot to us. And, uh, we, uh, we really appreciate it and hope everybody has a uh, great Thanksgiving and a super weekend. Absolutely. Take us away, my friend. Uh, the less you bet, the more you lose when you win. <laughs>